Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. continue to amaze us, and we learn from your feedback as well. So thank you for taking the time to share. This episode is supported by Eyes Accustomed to Candlelight. Tonight, we'll be reading a story called The Blue Parrot, taken from the Olive Fairy Book by Andrew Lang and H.J. Ford and published in 1907. The story originated from a French book of tales titled Conte de Fées from the late 1700s. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. The Blue Parrot In a part of Arabia, where groves of palms and sweet-scented flowers give the traveler rest, after toilsome journeys under burning skies, there reigned a young king whose name was Lino. He had grown up under the wise rule of his father, 
who had lately died. And though he was only nineteen, he did not believe, like many young men, that he must change all the laws in order to show how clever he was, but was content with the old ones, which had made the people happy and the country prosperous. There was only one fault that his subjects had to find with him, and that was that he did not seem in any hurry to be married in spite of the prayers that they frequently offered him. The neighboring kingdom was governed by the Swan Fairy, who had an only daughter, the Princess Hermosa, who was as charming in her way as Lino in his. The Swan Fairy always had an ambassador at the young king's court, and on hearing the grumbles of the citizens, that Lino showed no signs of taking a wife, the good man resolved that he would try his hand at matchmaking, for, he said, if there is anyone living who is worthy of the Princess Hermosa, he is to be found here. At any rate, I can but try and bring them together. Now, of course, it was not proper to offer the princess in marriage, and the difficulty was to work upon the unconscious king so as to get the proposal to come from him. But the ambassador was well used to the ways of the court, and after several conversations on the art of painting, which Lino loved, he led the talk to portraits and mentioned carelessly that a particularly fine picture had lately been made of his own princess, though, as for a likeness, he concluded, perhaps it is hardly as good as this small miniature, which was painted a year ago. The king took it and looked at it closely. Ah, he sighed, that must be flattered. It cannot be possible that any woman should be such a miracle of beauty. If you could only see her, answered the ambassador. The king did not reply, but the ambassador was not at all surprised when, the following morning, he was sent for into the royal presence. Since you showed me that picture, began Lino, almost before the door was shut, I have not been able to banish the face of the princess from my